Hey Rob, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? The answer is seven. Seven. I was going to say four. Well, you'd be wrong. Matter of interpretation. Not in my book. 2411. It was not 2411. It was. No, nope. it was 30. It is 20. significantly lower than where you were. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Did see that. He, he shot us a Twitter. Uh, uh-huh. tw- a, a Twitter. You sound like an old man. Boom. I know. He shot us a Twitter. <laughs> Let me go search the Google. Welcome to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week we're back with tons and tons and tons and tons of emails. Boom. Whoa. Boom. Boom. We are back for episode 23. Welcome to the feedback frenzy. Yes. Boom. Yeah. So um, it's probably going to be the last episode for the month. So we figured this was a good time to do another roundup of feedback frenziness. Well, we did promise that our emails that have been sent to us every week would be plucked out of original episodes and done at the very end of the month. So, here we are. Well, if there's one thing that we are, is men of our word. Boom. Mm-hmm. So, before we go into that, we do have a very minute amount of things to talk about. So, first, you had something big in, hmm, life happen to you? Life. I mean, aside from the wedding, well, yeah, now that the wedding's done, like I said last time, now that the wedding's done, we're trying really hard to find things to do. What can you do to elevate that? Right. So, so we started off and we told you about Game of Thrones, right? Mm hmm. But we went one step further than Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's not, not even related, but yeah. One step further <laughs> than Game of Thrones. My wife and I signed a lease for an apartment. Boom, boom. Double boom, triple boom, penta boom, swag boom, boom. Mega boom. Mega boom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's exciting. We, we, you know, we've been looking for, you know, I guess like the last month, month and a half, you know, while the wedding was kind of coming about, we started thinking about it. And um, over this past weekend, we found a place we really liked, filled out an application, got approved, and that's it. Now we signed the lease, and we're moving in sometime in December. Boom. You guys are renters that's amazing yeah we're either renters or we're just like adulting one of one of the two or both maybe but well, well yeah. welcome to both clubs thank you sir mm-hmm. i am now joining your club you're in the ranks for sure I'm, <laughs> where's my badge <laughs> I, so, I want a badge you, you i'll get you a badge I'd like a badge i would like a, a badge with a big a on it for adult somebody make somebody make joe a badge so that's awesome but I had some exciting news as well. However, it's not uh, in real life kind of news. It's more of a digital kind of news. So, so what news would that be? It's 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 a bit. Of, it's about my week in the arena. It's a bit of a bad about. It's a bit of a bad about. It's a bit of a bad about arena. It's a it's a it's a little bit about what's been going on in the arena for uh, yours truly. So hit this me. week, I hit my highest trophy count ever. Of? Take a guess. 
Hmm. Well, you remember where it was before, right? I think so. 3411. Okay, so 3411. So before I guess, I'm going to tell you what my highest was, because if it's a new high for you, you're still going to be higher than my new high. Okay. I just recently broke 3,300 Nice. With a deck that is tourney capped with two cards that are level 10 and one card that is level three. So pretty much that's an epic. So, you know, mostly tourney capped, right? Mm-hmm. So now let me guess yours. Go for it. So 3411, I'm going to go with 3520. Well, you're close. Um, it's actually 3595. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you're almost at 3600 trophies? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Slow down. Let me catch up. <laughs> Sorry. Dude. Like, how do you uh, even get that high so quickly? Oh, man. Uh, purple Flame. You're still using Purple Flames deck? Yeah, with oh, the, wait, but, with the, with but the last alteration. Week, but last week you got the, the what was it, the, the package? You bought the package. I did. So, I was, so, the re, the, so, so everybody's on the same page here. It's not like I just woke up one morning and just happened to wind up at close to 3,600. You remember that I said that I was going to upgrade my Barbarians um, and my Goblins. So I upgraded both the Barbarians and the Goblins um, to level 11 using the gold from the chest that we bought. Yep. I also had a lot left gold left over, and I just got my minion horde to level 11 as well. Dude, you're rolling at, like, literally two levels below the, the maximum cap. I know, I know. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I can't find legendaries, I can't get offers, and I don't get the times the, the five times multiplier offer when I need it, because I need that thing so I could get some upgrades. You sound, you sound extremely frustrated. Slightly, but hey, I'm happy for you. Just a little, you know, <laughs> yeah, frustrated. Yeah. Boom. You sound happy. <laughs> Super happy. <laughs> so happy. Um, uh, can we stop talking about this? <laughs> yeah, so uh, we have one tidbit of news, and it has to do with the clan. So uh, actually two, I guess. So we did the 25 uh, minimum donation. I think it's been going pretty well. Been going pretty well. Have you been noticing a little bit more activity? I have. No, I mean, like I, like I think we said last week, we are pretty active to begin with, so I didn't see like a huge increase or a huge tick in, in you know, activity, but I do see more people donating more than 25 now, which is interesting. So <laughs> Yes, that's um, true. I think overall, it, you know, it benefits everybody, right? Like if more people are donating to other people, it fills up the requests quicker and people can upgrade faster. So mm-hmm. that's ultimately what we're trying to do. Improve the clan experience. Boom. Boom. Um, and then also on Sunday, probably when this episode actually releases, we would have already had our patron Skype call, which is the first one that we're having, uh, which is happening on the 30th. So that's pretty cool. That is right. And I cannot wait. Like we said last week, super excited to talk with the people that support us. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to talk about Clash Royale and anything else that comes up. We did have some people that respond saying they couldn't join, but that's fine. They'll join next month. But we are super, super excited to talk to everybody. Boom. Joe, maybe it'll just be me and you talking. It's not like we've never done that before. Nah, I mean, we don't have like a, like a weekly show or anything where we like <laughs> talk to each other about Clash Royale, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can I ask you a question, Rob? Go ahead. Tell me your thoughts on the graveyard. 
Well, it's funny that you say that because I was going to say, speaking of talking uh, weekly, let's talk about this game. So um, real quick. <laughs> Great let's segue, talk- Joe. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. So let's talk a little bit about The Graveyard, right? So they released a video. Um, well, they released multiple videos on their website showing the gameplay of the card. Yep. And I, I, I first impressions um, is I'm terrified. My first impressions mm-hmm. are this card is way too overpowered. Yes. So that's extreme because overpowered is already overpowered, but this is too overpowered. So there is something that's okay to be overpowered is what you're saying by that sentence. Yeah. Like, for example, right. I think that (laughs) it's like the golden gun. I think that when the the Royal Giant came out, it was fine. And Uh then they made it overpowered because they increased the, you know, the range by one and the damage a little bit, which was fine like it was overpowered but it was easily countered with a mini pekka mm-hmm. and you couldn't really answer the mini pekka that that easily without you know throwing out way too much elixir on the field but this card is too overpowered there is no other card in the game that can take a tower down to 200 hp at 20 caps without the assistance of any other card right 200 hp the videos that they were showing like even if you had a level 7 hog rider it couldn't take a tower down to to 200 hp with Mm -hmm. one one sending of it out there yep but if you look at the videos that they have depending on the placement that they put it in 20 skeletons come out at 0.5 seconds per spawn right right like every 0.5 seconds, a new one comes out. Meanwhile, the tower, if that's the only thing that's attacking it, attacks once per second, right? Mm-hmm. So then in theory, after 10 seconds is over, it's killed 10 total skeletons. The problem is that there's still 10 left over to kill. Right. And we all know how much damage skeletons do when they're on your tower, especially if you're not killing them with anything else. Right. Speaking of which, that was one of the things that was actually uh, terrifying me the most. So this card in combination with a miner, I don't really know how I'm going to, ha- I don't know how I'm going to handle that. No. I mean, they did, a lot of the videos showed um, some really good counters to this card. So, I mean, uh, regular goblins counter it really well because, you know, they can just kind of fight through those uh, skeletons. Barbarians, they showed taking care of them. Um, they said that the regular minions, as opposed to the uh, mega minion, will mm-hmm. handle the skeletons better. And I guess that's just because there's three of them instead of just one. And they're a little quicker. Right. Um, one of the things that I found interesting is the detailed explanation about where you can or should and should not put this card. Yep. Um, it, you know, it's one of the few spells where you need to really be careful because if it hits or if it's just one tile in the wrong place, it's going to activate the King Tower, and if it activates the King Tower, it's going to essentially have two towers attacking your skeletons at the same time. Well, well then, plus, you also have the, the added disadvantage of not only killing your skeletons, but now every time that you attack the tower, you have two towers killing you. Right, which is a pain. So, um, one of the videos, I forget who it was, uh, it was the first one, so... Um, they, they were going through the details of making sure that you put it on the... The three tiles that are to the, if you're, you know, looking at your opponent and you're dealing with the um, archer tower on the left-hand side, you, d- you place the spell centered on the three tiles to the left of the tower. So I thought that that was uh, really interesting and it won't affect 
the King Tower. Yeah. So so basically, if you were to look directly to the left of the left Archer Tower or the right of the right Archer Tower. Right. There's three direct tiles to the right of it or to the left of it. If the middle of the spell is in either of those three tiles, left or right, you'll be fine. You won't aggro the King Tower. Right. But you I mean, especially when things are going really quickly and you're in double double elixir or if you're in overtime and you're kind of rushing with your placement you do have to be very careful because it's not like any other spell incorrect placement on this thing can really really mess you up right because the radius is huge it's five tiles it's it's kind of like abnormally large right like it's just a graveyard it's not like like to be honest with you i thought that it was going to be like three tiles long and two tile i thought it was going to be a tombstone just in a spell form yeah that's actually a good point me too (laughs) i thought it was just going to come out of like the center of wherever you put it right and it's also really interesting because it's so um the radius is so big or you know some people might not know the diameter is two times the radius right so if you're dealing with um skeleton spawning 10 tiles across um i thought it was really interesting that this is one of the only cards i believe that has like a range of the damage that it can do because they come out randomly every single time so it it's not going to come out in the same pattern so some can attack the tower some won't some will attack um troops some might accidentally attack the king tower instead because you wound up putting it in the wrong place so it's it's a very specific um very calculated type of card and uh, as much as i hate it i love it because it's a, it's a very different style of spell. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And while I think it's too overpowered, I think that it's, it's going to add an element to the game that is very unique. Oh, yeah. And that decks are going to have to be altered to deal with. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw one of the best cards that deals with this is a Valkyrie. And we all know how powerful the Valkyrie card is. Mm-hmm. The problem is that in the current meta, it's not used that much. Right. But if people start getting the graveyard and they see how well it counters that, for a four elixir trade compared to a five elixir trade, you're going you're gonna to win that every time. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you're going to have that in your deck from now on. Right. And I thought that it was really interesting that one of the videos talked about, um, you know, actually, there were two different opinions. One video said that the poison was a direct counter to it. The other video said um, that the poison worked, but it didn't work 100%. Um, And I thought it was interesting because we just talked about them making that huge change to the poison. I think that they made, or at least part of the reason why they made the poison do what it's doing, aside from Goizen, um, is to make sure that this doesn't completely counter the graveyard. Because if you have those cards slowing down and reducing its attack speed, the card's card's basically useless. Yeah, and and, and you're right, because the... Like we said before, the skeletons don't spawn in the middle. They spawn right. in random places. Mm-hmm. So they would never be able to travel fast enough with the movement speed decrease to get to the tower. And even if they did, because of the attack slow from poison, they'd never be able to attack. Right. So it just becomes literally ineffective. True. And one little trinket, we called it, there are little tombstones on the ground. Yeah, there are. Mm-hmm. Boom. That pretty much wraps up everything we needed to talk about before our frenzy begins. You want to get going? Welcome to the Feedback Frenzy. The Feedback Frenzy! Feedback Frenzy! (laughs) So the first email that we got is from Lord Richard Stoneway. I feel like he belongs in Game of Thrones. 
I think he is in Game of Thrones. Lord. He's in House Tully. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. No, no, not. no, not, not no House we Tully. don't want him there. Not House Tully. Nope. House Stark. <laughs> We're going to put him in House Stark, even though they're extremely, extremely unlucky. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're not winning this war. No, not right now, at least. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Lord Richard actually uh, emailed us and told us that he has designed a bunch of cards that similar to the way that you and I did when we came up with those two cards on one of those episodes. Yep. Um, and he, act- he actually also came up with a, a type of arena and he wants a, a water arena. I think a water arena would be pretty cool. I actually think that that would be phenomenal. And I would like it if there were like maybe little islands that you had to like, you know, walk on. Be pretty cool. Cause like, yeah. if, if you think about it, there's, there's a, there's a spell factory. There's the Pekka's Playhouse, which Wait, is what's kind the, of- what's a spell factory? Isn't it the Spell Factory? It's the Spell Valley. Well, Rob, I stand corrected. <laughs> yeah, you do. So there's, the, there's Spell Valley, right? So that's just like mythical. Right. The, then we've got Pekka's Playhouse, which is pretty much fire. Then we've got the Builder's Workshop, which is all wood. We've got the Frozen Peak, which is clearly ice. We need water, man. And everything else is like either sand dunes or like, or like green grass everywhere. We need like... I don't know. I just feel like water would be like a good stepping stone. It'd be a good thing to have in the game. Because also, if you think about it, if you have a water arena, you have water cards. And we've talked about having water cards on this podcast before. Ooh, you're right. Some sort of tidal wave. Yeah, like a typh. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like a tsunami. Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of the things that he actually brings up, he named one of his cards a berserker. Um, and then he, he actually wrote tooltips for all of them too. One of the, his berserker says a dangerous seafarer that isn't afraid to put up a fight. Don't get in the way of his path or you'll be pancaked. Pancaked. <laughs> um, another one that he listed was the gladiator, a ravishing bronze armored melee fighter <laughs> that loves a good challenge. My question would be for the gladiator. Mm-hmm. Would it would it be similar to the to the prince where or the knight? Like, is it riding on a horse or is it mm. riding or is it mm. just like hanging out with like a shield and a sword? I like where Lord is going. Ready? And I think I got the answer. Tell me. You're going to put him in a chariot. You're going to put him in a chariot. Yeah. Gladiators ride chariots sometimes. So but they don't the- attack in chariots. Have you watched Gladiator Man? Maybe when I was younger. Ben Hur? Wait a minute. You're going to tell me that he's in a chariot and he's attacking in a chariot? Well, they fight at some point, yeah. I'm just saying, doesn't doesn't that seem really fitting? Chariot? Gladiator? I feel like you're less mobile in a chariot. What if you have to turn around and swing? That's true. Well, maybe something. Oh, ooh, ooh. Maybe this is maybe this is a card that starts as a mobile like, uh, um, like a vehicle, quote unquote, oh, has so a unit like a transport. And then, yeah, and then the thing either drops him off or when it dies, it disappears and he walks on foot. Dude, that's how you make the gladiator. I like it. Mm-hmm. And the chariot's fast, so he's yes. very, very quick at first to get right. to where he needs to go. Oh. And then once he starts getting into battle, he jumps out of the chariot, it goes away, and he's in combat. We just came up with like the best version of Lord's card and. I can't even begin to thank him enough. This kind of stuff makes me so happy. Boom. Thank mm-hmm. you, Lord Richard, for the awesome idea. Double boom. Triple boom. Ooh. 
So the next one is from Austin Dean, and he writes, first off, I want to say, hey, Robin Joe. Hey, Austin. Boom. Hey. <laughs> Love the podcast. You guys do a terrific job. I wish I could join in with you guys sometime on the podcast. I'll try to keep this short and sweet. My question is, with all the new cards coming out, do you think switching up strategies and decks would be a good idea? Or just go with what's got you this far. I'm currently a level 10 using a Royal Giant Hog deck at 3,100 trophies. Also, I would love a spot in one of the Boom Clans, but I believe in loyalty to my current clan. Hopefully, I can join you guys in battle soon. Would love to talk to you guys. Any reply would be amazing. Thanks, guys, and see ya in the Legendary Arena. Boom. Dab, 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 <laughs> boom. This was, uh, this was actually a really nice email. Um... And I appreciate the question because it's probably something that many, many people have, especially since, you know, before we were having uh, updates to this game where they would introduce four or five cards all at once. Now we're in a situation where the game is being updated once every two weeks with a new card. And everybody has a lot, like we've said this before, everybody has a lot more time to kind of get to know the card. Um, really pay attention to its strengths and weaknesses, kind of figure out what decks work, what decks won't work. Um, And I think the biggest thing for me personally is watching how it's played so I can see if it's something that my deck can take care of. Um, And one of the ways that you can do that, which we talk about all the time, is in TV Royale. That's like the best way to do it because usually when all those cards start to come out or when a new one comes out, they are always at the top of TV Royale always. And usually you'll see someone playing a deck that's similar to yours, not necessarily the same. Um, but for me personally, I, I, I really have been finding a lot of luck clearly with 3595 trophies with purple flames deck. Um, so I personally do not change my deck. Um, however, that doesn't mean I don't have another deck that I'll use if I find that the meta is very different. I haven't really been in a situation like that because I find that I face more people that I can beat um, than people that I can't, um, especially with the, the way the meta goes. So, Well, I think that that's that way because Purple Flames deck is super versatile. Yes. And you're very lucky in that regard because you have high enough level cards with the Purple Flames deck that it's, you're able to use it. Right. So in any meta right now, in any meta that we've had so far, Purple Flames deck, the deck that this kid created is an extremely viable option. Yep. That being said, I have not been so lucky. The decks that I have been using to get me as high as I've been have been the minor decks before Mm -hmm. the minor was nerfed. Have been the giant poison decks before that tandem was nerfed. Right. So, to be honest with you, I'm with Austin. Okay. With all of the stuff that's been changing, because you got to remember, when you're talking about, like before, you you spoke about the, the four cards that are being input into the game every two weeks right Mm -hmm. you can't forget that's also coming in conjunction with additional balance changes that are also changing the meta while all this is happening right so you have balance changes changing the meta plus the implemented new cards that are coming in the the combination of all that is it's it's throwing the meta off completely if you were to look at tv royale you would see decks a month ago that were 90 percent giant poison decks right 90 percent the top ranked people were all using Giant Poison, Musketeer, Mini Pekka, you know, Zap, you know, maybe Ice Spirit, Elixir Pump, that combination, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at TV Royale, there are, 
you probably can't go through the ranks and count the same deck five times because there's so many different combinations. And you want to know why that is? Because Supercell is finally getting the fact that multiple cards have to be in the game that do similar things. For right. example, the lightning and the zap now both stun. Right. The, the ice spirit and the, and the freeze both freeze. Both freeze. Mm-hmm. You have multiple cards that do AoE damage for a little bit of elixir. For example, the fire spirits and the zap. So, I mean, I love the way that Supercell is going in the direction of this game because it's causing the game to not be one meta one-sided in its meta Mm -hmm. it's causing it to be eclectic it's causing it to be very wide in terms of the the variety of decks and type of decks that people face no i completely see where you're coming from and i I do have to agree with most of what you said i guess i just come from a different mindset where if the meta is changing my deck needs to i need to learn how to use my deck to fit that so if, if it means changing one card, two cards, fine. But I think the core of my deck, at least for now, there's, why, why fix what's not broken? That's all. I hear you. But again, that's because you're using Purple Flame's deck. If you were using a deck like I was, where you were using the, the Super Bowl deck, and you had a giant poison, that is your deck. <laughs> right. So like, there is no more core anymore. It's gone. You have to f- start from scratch and figure out something else that works. Mm. So... Austin, I'm with you, man. And I think a lot of people are too. Most people aren't as fortunate as Rob who have an awesome deck that they're so good with in Purple Flames deck that they can leverage in, in almost any meta. Touche. <laughs> we have to, we kind of get messed up when the meta changes because we're, we're using the meta deck to win. <laughs> that is a valid point, sir. I'm glad I could put a smile on your face, Mr. 3600, Rob. <laughs> You're killing me. Uh, yeah, so the next email that we got is from Lloyd Christmas, who writes, Rob, Joe, what's up, fellas? Hope Vegas and the wedding were a grand success and life has been treating you well inside and outside of the arena. Boom. Boom. I wanted to talk to you about a finding I've had in the legendary arena. Recently, I leveled up to 11 and have been steadily moving up in trophies almost to 4,000. I'm beginning to see a consistency or common denominator with the decks I'm creating and the decks I'm playing against. I've dubbed this common denominator, the Holy Trinity, based on three legendary cards that work really well together. These cards are the Princess, Ice Wizard, and Miner. Each of these three has a great way of supporting surrounding cards and providing value on both offense and defense. I now have every card available except for the Inferno Dragon, but lean on these three more than any others. Just wanted to see what your thoughts were on these guys and if you've run into them on the battlefield. Anyway, thanks as always for the awesome podcast, which I'm looking forward to, and the clan. See you in the arena. Boom. Lloyd Christmas. Boom. So Lloyd Christmas is in Cast Royale. Two. 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 And I actually spoke to Lloyd about this recently. His name is Devin. And Devin in, in the clan and I, we were talking about this. And we were talking about the fact that if you look at a lot of decks in the current meta, mm-hmm. they use the princess, the ice wizard, and the miner. And you wonder why, right? Like, what makes these three cards so good, not only on their own, but also together? Right. Why do they synergize so well? And I think part of the reason why is because two of the three legendaries are tanky. Right, that's a really good point. But aside from that, 
each of the three of them have very unique characteristics to them that no other card has. For example, Mm -hmm. the princess has abnormally long range. Yes, and splash damage. But not only does it have abnormal range, it has crazy splash damage, right? The miner is tanky, but the miner is the only card in the game that can go anywhere on the map before it is, one, distracted, two, its path is altered, or three, before anything can do any damage to it. Right. It's the first troop that acts like a spell. Exactly. That's where I was going. Boom. Mm -hmm. Thank you. But not only that, we said before, it's tanky. So you can distract the other person while throwing out little, you know, annoying cards like skeletons or minions or goblins or whatever, and they've got something to deal with now. Right, but then also don't forget the third of the Holy Trinity. The Ice Wizard. Right? So the Ice Wizard is one of the only cards that does a slow effect. And it also... is, Is the only card. No, it's not. What else? You said this last episode, the ice golem. Gosh. <laughs> How do I do this two weeks in a row? I don't know. How do I do this two weeks in a row? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I need a class where I'll listen. You need to go back to episode zero zero. I need to go listen to a podcast on this stuff. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the, the last card in the Holy Trinity is the ice wizard, which like we were together collectively in agreement saying is one of the only cards that slows things down when it attacks. Right. Um, the other being the Ice Golem, right? So Only the Ice Golem doesn't do it when it attacks, it does it on death. Right. So we're both right, okay? Boom. So all three of those things, plus he's, he's a little tanky. He's nowhere near as tanky as the Miner, but... But he also uh, doesn't do AoE splash damage, and he only attacks buildings. He's more of a distraction card than a, than a control unit. Let's be, right? I think he's more control than, than the other two. Really? You yeah, think because wait, wait, wait. he's you like the guy. The ice he's like the, is more. You think the ice golem is more control than the ice wizard? Oh, that's not what I thought you were saying at all. I thought you were saying that he is not controlling compared to the other two cards in the only three cards we should be talking about. I am so confused <laughs> that I'm just going to say I agree with you. <laughs> uh. Well, anyway, I'm saying that he's a control card compared to the princess and the miner. Who? The ice wizard. I agree with you. <laughs> yes. Yes. We are on the same page. Back to the podcast. So the, the Ice Wizard is the only one of the three that is a control card. Right. But is tanky and does AOE damage. So you have three cards, two of which are tanky, one of which is control, one of which is splash damage from afar. One of which is splash damage close up. And one, have, in which is, one of which is vo- invulnerable to all attacks when it's underground. Right. And then it can pop up out of nowhere and kill something behind a giant. Like, what other card can do that other than a spell? Nothing. So, you have this crazy combination of cards that synergize so well with each other and can be used to support other troops, let mm-hmm. alone the damage that it, they can do on their own, right? Mm-hmm. They can do so well with other troops, but on top of that, they are versatile for, for defense and for offense. And you know that there are uses for both with, with each of the three cards. Mm-hmm. And when you're building a deck, what do, you, what, do you want, you, what do you want in those cards? You want versatile cards that have vol- versatile purposes for both defense and offense. 
Right. And the last thing that I want in my cards, which I was just going to bring up, I want them all to cost a low amount. All three of these cards cost three elixir. All of them. Boom. Mm-hmm. So that, that is the nail <laughs> in the coffin. It's the icing on the cake. The Blow icing out the on candles the cake. and go home. <laughs> Seriously, because if you had a very good deck that was five average elixir cost, mm-hmm. would you win? Uh, not very often, maybe. Not very often. But if you had a very good deck, equally as good, but cost faster. 3.4 elixir? Oh, you'd win. You win. Yeah, you'd win. The other deck can't keep up. Correct. Especially when you're talking about things that are still tanky. It's not like you're using a, a two-cost goblins that's, that are, that are going to get killed. You're using right. three-cost cards that aren't going to die. Mm-hmm. So I think Joe and I pretty much nailed why these three cards are uh, pretty perfect for each other. They are a match made in heaven. They are a match made in the legendary arena. <laughs> Boom. Yes. Boom. Thank you, Lloyd. So the next email is from Jaden. And Jaden writes, Hey, Robin Joe, I really enjoy your work. I've been listening from day one and love hearing your progression as podcasters. I, along with my brother, listen all the time, learning from you and laughing at your hilarious stories. <laughs> <laughs> I have a great deck exclusively for, you ready for this? I'm ready. The Boom Man. Oh. And then he writes, Rob, sorry. (laughs) It's all right, but but don't worry about it. So the deck is called Boom. It's 3.4 average elixir cost and has the following cards. He proclaimed an entire deck, Boom. Hey, man, the power of Boom. I'm I'm right. It's it's used for everything. (laughs) The deck is called Boom. The average elixir cost is Boom. The cards in it are called Boom. Do they cost Boom? They cost Boom. So the cards that are in it are boom, 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 <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Perfect. All right, now that we've got that out of the way. Yep. So he starts with the prince. There are the goblins, spear goblins, baby dragon, fireball, Tesla, tombstone, and the arrows. Right, and then he also says that you could actually replace the spear goblins with a zap if you don't have the spear goblins. That's right. And then he writes, he says, have fun. I don't know if it'll work for you, but it brought me up to 2,100 trophies until I decided to purposely drop down. I guess Ooh. he wanted to win a couple of more games. Yeah, or try and score a legendary. Hey, hey. Hey. So, can I just tell you? Mm-hmm. This deck, love it, because it has the name Boom. That's obvious, right? Well, yeah, that's a given. Can you guess why I love, why I love this deck the most? Um, hmm. Am I picking a am I picking a card? Yes. Baby Dragon. Baby Dragon, baby. <laughs> Love the baby dragon. I knew it. Especially with the new changes that it has where the initial attack happens quicker and then yes. its attack speed is quicker. Yep. I I think that it's a it's a great tanky card that does AoE damage to troops. Right. And to be honest with you, like there's no other card in the game like that. Mm-hmm. I do think that the baby dragon has its weaknesses. But when coupled with appropriate cards that synergize well with it, this is a very, very good card. Well, clearly this deck has been working for him because it brought him up to 2,100 trophies. And if there's someone that is maybe floating around 1,600 trophies right now, this would be a fantastic deck for them to try. Completely agree. And we Mm -hmm. don't know what level the cards are, right? Like they could be level, you know, they could be below the tournament level cap. And if they were tournament level cap, that he Mm -hmm. maybe even be higher. 
That's true. And if I played this deck, my prince in this deck would be level four. My goblins would be level 11. My spear goblins would be level 10. So I would have a pretty good, uh, a good time with this deck. Yeah. And I, I think the one card in this deck that adds value that you wouldn't think adds value is the tombstone. I was just going to say that. Because the tombstone truly allows one distraction, especially for your prince. That way you don't have to worry about it getting killed off by something silly like a P.E.K.K.A. or something, right? Mm-hmm. But also prevents silly things like the hog rider or the giant from killing your tower. It's a cheap answer and a great counter for that stuff. And if you get into a tricky situation, you got the, you know, you've got your fireball and the Tesla. Save them. Boom. Quadruple boom. Ooh. So, Jaden, thank you for the awesome deck in honor of of yours truly and all i can possibly say to that is boom 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 um so the next email that we got is from joel who writes hey guys i'm joel from canada quebec he writes i love what you do i am an intense clash royale player and i love to listen to your podcast in the car can't wait week after week for your new release i will try to be more proactive with proposed decks and card opinions. Is this messaging center the best way to email you guys? I love it. That's the best. (laughs) Um, My account name is Joey Deeds. I am currently sitting at 3,450 trophies. I have been following you for a couple of months now, and I need to start from the beginning. By the way, what is your purple flame composition? Can't seem to find the episode for this one, and you refer often to it. All right, hockey time. Talk to you guys later. P.S. Congrats on the wedding. Boom. So this is an awesome email. I was extremely surprised that we had an intense Clash Royale player listening to our podcast, given the fact that we are a casual podcast. So this was pretty refreshing to hear, to be although, honest with you. Although you and I get pretty intense sometimes. Mm, yeah, I'd have to agree with that. <laughs> so, Joel, the best way to reach out to us is to send us an email at feedback at castrealpodcast.com. I typically... I'm quick to respond to things, but lately, since the wedding, I've been a little bit delayed. But have no fear. If you shoot us an email, we will respond. The other way to get in touch with us is to join our Discord. Yes, please join the Discord. The instructions are on the bottom. Go to our website. Check out our show notes. There's a link to our Discord. And you join that, and you will see a community of people that listen to our podcast that are fun, friendly, and casual players that just love the game and love hanging out with people. So, boom. So I want to jump in real quick and just talk a little bit about Purple Flames deck. And I won't bore everyone's ears off because we do talk about it all the time, but he wanted to know where it was. Um, So you can actually find a list um, and a description of the deck and how to play it uh, in episode 11. R.I.P. You know, Joe, you do it. R.I.P. Hog Rider. There we go. Yeah. So um, it's in episode 11. um, And... My deck, or all right, so let's start with this. So the original Purple Flame deck um, consists of the Goblins, Barbarians, Minion Horde, Fireball, Prince, Spear Goblins, Hog Rider, and the Zap. Recently, um, because of my lucky fortune, um, I have replaced my Spear Goblins with the Princess. So slight tweak, it made the deck a little bit costlier, um, but... Clearly, it's been working for me. Um, so there you have it. And if you need any help or you want to know exactly how to play it, feel free to email us back and we'll, uh, we'll help walk you through it. Yeah, and like I said before, this deck is fantastic. Works in so many different metas. Has given Rob such great success. Boom. Boom. So the next email is from Quinticus. And he writes, Hi, Rob and Joe. This is Quinticus from Casroyal 1. 
writing you to get your opinion on potential substitutions for my deck and a random other question for you. Love it. This deck has jumped me from the 2400 trophy count to the legendary arena a few weeks ago. The deck is Hog Rider, Spear Goblins, Regular Goblins, Minion Horde, Barbarians, Goblin Barrel, Zap, and Arrows. Hmm. Sounds very similar to Purple Flames deck. I agree. He goes on to describe the deck a little bit, but then he writes one last question. What will you do with the podcast when Clash Royale fizzles out? Will you continue as a Hearthstone or League of Legends podcast, or will you just stop podcasting? Thanks, guys. Love what you do. Boom. (laughs) And then he writes, P.S. Make your math problems harder. I think I'm going to speak for the both of us when I say if the if the math problems that we try and figure out on this stupid podcast get any any more difficult, I'm not going to be able to deal with them. Nope, not right now. It's we're, it's too late in the evening for us to worry about math. We're going to need Lucas's help on every one of them. Yes, we need. A, you know what we need whenever we have a math problem on this podcast? You know, when we had like when, when you were in like middle school or high school, you had a math book and in the there was a question. Right. But then in the back of the book, the odds had the answers. to. Oh, them. yeah, you're right. Yeah, we need That's the answer we need. key. <laughs> we need we need the answer key to the odds. We need the answer key to the odds. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so I actually really dig this deck and I like again for me, this would be an example of where I would keep my deck mostly the same, but I would tweak it a little bit to fit the meta. And I really like the way that it's very similar to Purple Flame's deck, but includes a Goblin Barrel and Arrows. So I think that that really gives him a little bit more uh, coverage, especially since that the Arrows do more uh, area effect than a Fireball do. Um, I also think that this probably brings his uh, average Elixir cost down a little bit than mine, although I can't say for sure because I'm not calculating it. Again, no math. No math. But what... Do you say to his podcast question? To be honest with you, like we haven't, I mean, personally, I have not put much thought into what next, Mm. you know, like for me, this podcast was always just like a hobby. It's become part of the routine, but it's a hobby and it's something that we both love doing. We, we, we thoroughly enjoy not only talking to each other, but also talking to each other about something that we're both passionate about. Right. Right. Like we love the game. We love the fun that it is. We love being casual about it, but sometimes getting a little intense because we're passionate about it. But I think aside from that, the thing that gets me the most is I love the community that we have. Me too, dude. Not only in the clans, but also the people that send us emails that are in our discord that listen to our podcast just in general. We have such an amazing, amazing community of people that listen to us and that play the game with us, right? Like we've always said, we don't want to create, I think we said this in like the first podcast, Mm -hmm. we don't want to create, or we never wanted to create a community of people below us or under us. We wanted to create a community that was with us, right? That we learned with, that we grew with, that we had fun with and, and learned from. and. That's all we ever tried to do. And if, to be honest with you, like if that ever ended because the game ended, it would really upset me, but I'm not sure if I would like move on to a new game. You know what I mean? We could, but I haven't thought about it yet. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. And who's to say that another game won't come and captivate our attention? No, you're right, man. And I think for me, and correct me if you completely disagree, dude, but like for me, it's just like, 
we're doing this in the moment because we enjoy it so much. Right. And I don't like to get caught up in the what's next in the, you know, when busy season comes for me in January, are we even going to be able to do this every week? Like, I don't even want to think about it right now because we have so much fun right now doing what we're doing. And that's what I want to do. And when the time comes, we'll make the decision. And, you know, to be honest with you, the first people that will know will be our listeners. So if it is, we're going to have a podcast for something else, or if it is, we're going to stop doing the podcast. Either way, you'll know first here. Boom. Right. And I just want to add to that beautiful sentiment that um, I agree with you. And I don't necessarily know if I would do another podcast. I can certainly tell you that I can't do another podcast while we're doing this podcast. Correct. Uh, Nowhere near enough time in life. And I don't think that if we did do another podcast, that it would be on something like League of Legends, uh, because we don't play it anymore. Right. And Hearthstone, I would say there are so many people out there that know that game and play it really well and do podcasts on it extremely well. Some would say better than our show. Um, and one of, one, of, one of the things that I always like to bring up is, um, you know, the Legend of the Innkeeper podcast, who started us out and helped us from the ground up yep. to get to where we are today. And I can't, again, thank them enough. So I, I, I really think that if we were going to do another game, it certainly wouldn't be Hearthstone because they rock it out every single week. Yo, did you hear that they're going to BlizzCon? Did. Uh-huh. I did. They're Super going to BlizzCon. excited for them, man. And, and, and they made fun of Espo and told him that he wasn't allowed to go. They only sent him one pass. <laughs> he did but he also made it to the to the royal arena did see that he shot us a tweet so to kind of sum this up quinticus awesome email we love doing the podcast we don't want to think about it but we're going to keep doing it for now boom boom and then the next email that we got uh is a quick one actually and it's from gabriel manley and he writes hey just looking for a new perspective on a question I have been asking some people in my clan and some of my friends who play the game. So if you could combine three cards in the game, what would they be and why? And also, what would the elixir cost of the card be? Max would be nine elixir. That's, so that's, that's a rule. For me, it would be the Musketeer, the Hog Rider, and the Valkyrie. And that would make a trifecta deck easier to use. The elixir cost would be eight. Thanks again for the great podcast. I will be looking forward to a response. Are you ready for my card? You already, you already have this planned out? Yep. Are you ready? Wow. No, Are you ready? but I have to be, I guess. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is a little bit more complicated than the last one because the last one we did was two cards. This is three cards. This is the easiest combination of cards you will ever come up with. I'm ready. The giant skeleton, mm-hmm. the giant, mm-hmm. and the miner. So you oh, have no, <laughs> you have no a giant that travels underground to the tower and when dies has the mega bomb. Boom. Game wow. over. Wow. Could take a tower out like Godzilla. Gone. Game's <laughs> over, dude. Just drop the mic and walk away. You don't even have to attack the archer towers. Just go straight for the cheese. Go right for the king <laughs> tower. <laughs> End it. Oh, Swift ran us kicked to the face. Bye. <laughs> What are you talking about? Going to the cheese? <laughs> oh man, I'm not oh, sure. Oh man, I, I, I went with it, and I'm going. I'm sticking with it, man. You need to now because you said it publicly. Stick with the go. Go for the cheese. 
what what would the level be? I mean, uh, what would the elixir cost be? Nine. You'd pick nine flat. Yeah. It's hmm. pre- it's it's overpowered. If the max is nine, it's got to be nine. Yeah, it's a good point. Hmm. I'm trying to think of what I would do. <laughs> Want to talk about overpowered? All right. So, so for mine, I'm gonna I'm gonna be ridiculous, and I'm gonna say I would like the. And don't don't let your brain melt when I first start saying these cards. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. The fire spirits, <laughs> okay. but but not necessarily all three of them. Just the effect of a fire spirit, a knight, and an expo. <laughs> Imagine a walking tank that shoots like an expo as it walks across the field, <laughs> and its its arrows do this awesome splash damage to everything around it. Oh, dude. Like, not too much damage, but just enough right, to be Right, just AOE. enough. Just dude. enough. Dude. Talk about overpowered. How much? Seven. I love it. I think seven's a good number for it. I love it. Does it attack air? It's an expo, so it can't. No. But fire spirits do. But you're just taking the splash effect from the fire spirits. Right. I'm going to say it has to. It's, it's strictly just like an expo. It will only attack ground. Gosh. I love it, man. Seven's a good cost, too. I think so. Yeah. I like it, man. Two very overpowered cards that obviously you'd expect when combining, you know, three different cards, but... That's how we roll. What do you think wins in a battle? My card or your card? Uh, I think... Hmm. Yours has a bomb, right? Yeah, but the answer should be simple, Rob, because mine only attacks buildings. <laughs> <laughs> then the answer is it's simple. A giant. Mine. Mine wins every time. The giant skeleton took the bomb. The giant for the building and the miner for the underground. Everything else mm. is just, I can't kill troops unless I die. <laughs> Valid point. All right. Touche. Touche. So you win that battle. All right. Rob. Fair. I like it. So the next email is from It's Jimmy Boy. Lucas. Lucas. And he writes, hi guys, I haven't emailed in a while. So here I am. I have a new idea. My favorite section of the show is the deck spotlight, which I know is not strange. It is great. (laughs) (laughs) I am seeing that tons of your decks have arena eight cards. Ice spirits. (laughs) (laughs) I am still in arena six, soon to be seven, I hope. And while I understand how strong the spirit is, it doesn't help me. So (laughs) So my suggestion is that you make a deck that are with lower arena cards. He also says that he likes the Brazilian Frosty deck because that deck that we talked about in a couple of episodes back, Rob, mm-hmm. uses Arena 6 cards. Ah. The only higher level card that it needs is the Pump, but everything else is lower level. He also says that in some instances, we give different moderations for the deck or alternatives to put mm-hmm. into decks. Right. But because they weren't the main cards in the deck initially, they don't have the same feel or they're not as good. Right. And that makes sense. Yeah. So I guess ultimately what he's trying to say is, can we make a deck with lower level cards in it? That way other people in lower level arenas can use them. That's a really good point. And I actually really like that he says, we talk about zap all the time. Zaps are everywhere. And he's like, what, what, about, the, uh, what about the old arrows? What's wrong, What's wrong with the arrows? <laughs> good old arrows. Did you forget about them when That's you were true. using Jason's deck? <laughs> it's so true, though. We, I, I think we do... Uh, tend to serve uh, zaps in many decks. So here is our promise to you, Lucas. Our, our math genius, Lucas. Mm-hmm. We will make you a deck that features lower arena cards and the arrows on the next deck spotlight. 
Boom. Boom. I love how he ended his email with your most spammy listener, including clan chat. Sometimes I'm active. (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic. There is nobody, there is nobody that listens to this podcast that emails us as much as Lucas. No. It is awesome. And we love it. It's adorable. And he helps us with all our math problems. So boom. That's true. We wouldn't be able to do it without him. So the next email that we got is from Russell, who writes, hey, Joe and Rob. Ooh, there you go, dude. You got Joe a Joe. Rob. Yeah, the little brother never leaves. Except for in this email. <laughs> I just wanted to email you guys to let you know that I have finally made it to the legendary arena and beyond. Woo-hoo! Boom. Boom. Love it. The key to my success was unlocking the princess. Uh-huh. Look at that. From the Arena 7 pack, where I got the princess in the super magical chest. You will recall I both smashed my phone and rage quit my main account in the lead up to this point. After I got the princess, I resumed my main account and I played with a more laissez-faire attitude, not caring about trophies or arenas, and man, did I excel from 2600 to 3200 in about a week. You guys and the Cast Royale family are what kept me going, so I just wanted to share my story and say thank you. Not bad for taking a six-week break from my main account. P.S. I think I passed both you guys. Oh, no, just Joe. But I'm coming for you, Rob, <laughs> Mr. 3400 Fancy Pants. Boom. P.P.S. I just found out today that Supercell is going to wave the huge nerf stick all over my deck and decimate poison, giant, and elixir pump. He then went in to describe a giant poison deck, which you can find in the show notes. Um, it's not his main deck, but he does say it's pretty effective. Um, he explains a little bit about how to use it. And he wants us to think of a cool name for it. I would totally name this deck Mega Goizen. Ooh, I Boom. love it. I love it. <laughs> Mega Goizen. It's got a nice ring to it. So be sure to check out the show notes. It features the giant, the prince, the mega minion, the pump, the musketeer, ice spirit, zap, and the poison. So while it seems a little outdated with the Goizen, he says it still works. So Mega Goizen it up and check it out. Boom. Yep. Boom. The next email is from Matthew Young, who used to be in Cast Royale 2 as Young Grumpa. And he writes, Hey guys, sorry I was inactive, just had to take a break. Anyway, just wanted to share a new deck since I got two legendaries in one day. It is the Lava Hound, the Mega Minion, the Baby Dragon, the Minion Horde, Ooh. the Fire Spirits, or you can replace them with the Skeleton Army if, you will, if you'd like. I like how he calls it Skarmy. Skarmy! <laughs> it's great. I think I'm going to start doing that from now on. I like that too. So, the Fire Spirits or the Skarmy, the Miner, the Zap, and the Fireball, or if you prefer, a Valkyrie. The strategy with this deck is to get the Hound down, then back it up with the Mega Minion and the Baby Dragon. From there, you can throw down the Minion Horde, the Fire Spirits, however many you can possibly get down. The goal is to throw all those cards down at least at some point and keep the other three cards ready for the backup push. That's right. So as many as you can possibly get down before the Lava Hound starts attacking, do that. But once you're done, you got to get ready for round two, which is the backup push. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So he pretty much suggests to go really hard at the very beginning. And then once you're in double elixir time, it'll be much easier to get as, you know, all of those cards down, right? Right. To be honest, though, this deck doesn't really leave much for defense. So it's a very offensive-based deck. You're going to have to be on the attack most of the time, but just be ready because your other tower is going to be vulnerable for being attacked. Right. The only thing that I could think of is maybe saving the fireball or if he had a Valkyrie for some defense. 
Boom. Hmm. A lot of deck spotlights this week. That's right. But hey, I mean, if we're not doing an episode, deck spotlights are pretty cool. Boom. I mean, to be fair, this is a buildup of like a month's worth of emails. Yeah, you're not kidding. Mm-hmm. So the next email, speaking of deck spotlights, is from our buddy Swagmaster Otter. Can I just say, this guy has like the coolest name I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it starts with swag, the middle swag, is master. master, and there's like an otter. otter in it. Boom. Boom. <laughs> so he writes, hey guys, love your podcast. I have never listened to a more detailed cast before this. Plus, you guys made it quite humorous and enjoyable, which hooked me on this cast until I had to stop due to homework and other matters. But I'm back now. I would like to suggest a deck to be used in arenas five and six. I call it the Baby Dragon Fecta, and it got me to 1,800 trophies before I switched to a Hog Lightning deck. I'm currently in Arena 8 on my main account, 2,400 trophies, but this deck can help other low-level players if they are struggling. Here's the deck. Hog Rider, Valkyrie, Musketeer, Baby Dragon, Skeletons, Tesla, Fireball, arrows and the average elixir cost of that deck is a 3.4 then he actually explains how to play the deck which uh you can actually check out in the show notes um he uh he does a even though he calls it a brief explanation he does he does go into pretty good detail so i i really appreciate it so be sure to check out the show notes for a very 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 detailed explanation on how to play this deck throughout each minute of the game including overtime because the deck is played differently so you'll have different strategies, which allow you to win the game. Boom. No further explanations needed, as he so swiftly puts it at the very end of his email. <laughs> I really like that he broke it out, like the three-minute mark to the two-minute mark, the two-minute mark to the one-minute mark, and then the one-minute mark to the end of the game. Including overtime. So I, mean, I know, honestly, like, so cool. if, if you ever, to be honest, like, we don't even do that for our decks, right? Like, when we do our deck spotlights, we just give an overall summary. Yeah, I don't have the, I don't have the patience. He gave a detailed explanation per minute of the game. If you're looking for how to play this deck, check out the show notes. I'm envious of Swagmaster's patience to be able to figure that stuff out. Boom. Mm-hmm. So the next email is from Miles, and they write, Hello, Joe and Rob. Boom. Boom. I made a deck that I call Girl Power. Ooh. It contains the Musketeer, the Valkyrie, the Witch, the Pekka, Archers, Zap, Rage, and the Fire Spirits. I hope it works for you guys. Every real troop that is like a, you know, more than just a spirit mm-hmm. is a girl. So every troop except for the spirits. Every single real troop other than the spirits. And we don't know. Fire spirits could be a girl. You don't know. That's true. It doesn't explicitly say that, but it could be. So we'll, we'll call them girls for now. Every troop in this deck is a girl. I've never seen this deck before, but it's probably awesome. The only card... That if we were going to try and find another card to fit in there that is actually labeled a girl, but you wouldn't know, is Sparky. Sparky's a girl? It says Sparky slowly charges up, then unloads massive area damage. Overkill isn't in her dictionary. Dude. Yeah. You know, wait, wait. That, well, that's awesome. But now I'm thinking about the skeleton army. Because if you read the skeleton army's tooltip. You ready for this, dude? I'm ready. I'm going out. I'm I'm reaching here. This is a stretch. All right. All right. I'll take stretches. That's good. That's good. Because the skeleton army says summons an army of skeletons. Meet Larry and his friends. Harry, Jerry, Terry, Mary. Hmm. So you could have the skeleton army take the girl skeletons (laughs) out. I like it. (laughs) 
I like it a lot. Or maybe Mary is part of the one cost skeletons because there's only three of them. So maybe it's uh, Mary, Stacy, and April. <laughs> April? Yeah, they don't name the other skeletons in the skeleton army, right? No, so you can name them. April's I name them, fine. Yeah. Mary, Stacy, and April. So, Miles, thank you for the awesome deck. I'm sure people are going to use Girl Power. Check it out. Boom. Triple boom. And then the last email that we got is from our good old buddy. Where's James? Where's James? <laughs> ah, I feel like we've, uh, we've immortalized this kid. I know. He's great. Mm-hmm. And he writes, what's up, Rob and Joe and Joe and Rob? Boom. This email will be pretty long, so brace yourself for a hodgepodge of everything. Firstly, thank you so much for giving my clan a shout out on episode seven. We have since grown into a decent sized clan with a great environment. You're welcome. That's awesome. It's great to hear. Wait, before we go on to the next part, if you're looking for a clan that is a friendly clan that are friends of the Cast Royale community, be sure to check out Earth Masters. Colin James and his brother run the clan. They've got a great group of people in there. Rob and I go in there when we leave our clans to do some testing things. Check it out. Earth Masters. Boom. Mm-hmm. And then he writes, second, I have a deck to tell you about. It's a sweet homebrew. The deck is as follows. Ice Wizard, Hog Rider, Valkyrie, The Knight, Arrows, Inferno Tower, Ice Spirit, and The Rocket. <laughs> He writes, this deck is no joke. <laughs> I've pushed trophies hard with it. It's insane on defense. I've won multiple games where my opponent didn't touch my towers. To play this deck effectively, you have to play very defensively and then counter push with the hog. The deck is very versatile in what it can counter and the rocket adds a B potent component to the deck. <laughs> to say that 10 times fast. I've won games by rocketing someone's tower as the time expired, as well as getting massive elixir advantage by timing my defensive rockets effectively. I'd recommend this deck to anyone. My highest rare is level 7, and my highest common is level 9, so that shows how good the deck construction is. The deck is called, wait for it, wait for it, boom, hog swag. Boom. Credit, Joe. Yo, you've been credited. What's up? Finally, I thought of an idea for a card, an Ice Spirit Spawner that freezes nearby enemy troops when it dies for three seconds. He said he would make it uh, uh, four elixir costs. Anyway, that's all for today. Sorry the email was so long. Thanks for your awesome podcast. Peace out, Joe and Rob, or Rob and Joe. Colin, where's James? James? So what do you think of this deck? I mean... To be honest with you, I mean, you know me. I love any deck with the Hog Rider in it. That's but true. It's, it's also got the Ice Wizard. The Ice Wizard is a great control card. He's got tanks in the deck, like the Valkyrie and the Knight, and he's got surprise cards, like the, like the Rocket. He's got other control cards, like the Inferno Tower and the Ice Spirits. I mean, this deck just seems so versatile in terms of control and then attack. That it, it, like, How could you not like it, right? No, you're, you're right. And it, it brought him to 3,200 trophies, which is pretty serious. Yeah, I mean, it's no joke. He, he literally says it in the, the, this deck is no joke, he writes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's not kidding. No, you're, you're right. And I, I kind of dig his, uh, his spawner, his ice spirit spawner. I mean, we have a furnace, right? Yeah, man. I mean, hey, why not? Why can't we have a freezer? I like a freezer. Give me a freezer, guys. <laughs> just, give me a, just give me an ice box that just sits on the ground and spits out the ice spirits. Boom. Uh-huh. So that pretty much does it for all of our emails. Feedback frenzy! Mm-hmm. 
So let's go on to reviews. And we got one iTunes review this week. You want to read it? So this review is from Brett Perry, and he writes, my first and favorite podcast. Boom. So this is a five-star review, and he writes, I am a huge fan of Clash Royale. I just recently started listening to podcasts while in my car. I typed in Clash Royale in the search bar, and this was the first podcast to come up. At the time of listening to it, I believe episode 19, I was sitting around 2,500 trophies. Thanks to Rob and Joe's strategies and tips and tricks, I've reached the legendary arena, and I couldn't be happier. I always look forward to listening to these two every week, and I recommend this podcast to anyone that is casual slash competitive Clash Royale player. Boom. That's fantastic. And it's even cooler. It's it's even cooler that when he searched for Clash Royale, we were the first one that popped up. I know. I think it's different for everybody that searches for it. It's crazy. Yeah, because sometimes when I search, it's not the first one. So I guess all I'm trying to say is we're lucky that we're the first ones to pop up for him because we just got uh, a new listener, and that's pretty fantastic. So Um, welcome to the community, brother. Boom. Yeah. And Brett, thank you so much for the kind words. We really appreciate it. Um, It it really makes us extremely happy to know that, uh, you know, some of the stuff that we talk about on the show uh, helps out people somewhere. So it's really nice to have that come full circle and hear it in a review. It's really cool that we are your favorite podcast and that you would recommend us to anyone. So spread the word, brother. We really appreciate it. Double boom. And this week, we got a new patron. So, Will Schwartz, thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting us. Rob and I cannot thank you enough. Words cannot describe how much we appreciate the fact that you contribute and support to what we do. Um, you know, we try very, very hard to, to not only have fun with this, but also to make sure that we're providing a quality product that our listeners enjoy and that they want to have every week. And this could not mean more to us and keeps us going. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Boom. Boom. And that pretty much does it for this week. That's right. So if you would like to shoot us an email and you have a comment, a question, send us an email at feedback at castrailpodcast.com and we will certainly read it almost always respond to it and maybe even feature it on the next feedback frenzy boom and if you'd like to reach out to us on twitter be sure to do so using the handle at podcast royale and as always if you would like to join our discord um go to castroyalepodcast.com slash discord uh the link is in the show notes and it gives you the directions on how to get into our uh fun chatting community join the discord mm-hmm um, if you would like to become a patron, go to castrailpodcast.com slash Patreon. Uh, the link is also in the show notes for that. And like we try, I, th- I feel like, you know, we try and bring this up, but we don't get a chance to do it every single time. If you want to or could leave us an iTunes review, that would be the number one way you could help us reach more people. Double boom. Mm-hmm. And as always, we still have our survey running up and strong and better than ever. Please take five minutes or less to go through, fill out the answers to the survey, and help us find out who is listening to our show so that we can tailor the show to better fit you. Boom. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So that's it, man. We did it. We survived another frenzy. October 2016. 
feedback frenzy. Boom. I like this. I love it, man. It's cool. It's, it's a, a different. It's a different way of uh, of doing the show. Yeah, it's fun. I like it. Mm-hmm. So that said, tune in next time for another hodgepodge of everything. Hodgepodge of everything. Boom. Bye. Bye.